and I know each other a little <laughs> bit from way back in the day, in right. the early days of MCTV. So for those that don't know you, who is Craig Power? Who is Craig Power? Power. Uh, very existential question to start. Uh, I am, Craig Power is a well, Marshall resident to start. Uh, I'm a, a dad and a husband, uh, but real, you know, the reason I'm here, I'm a real estate professional, uh, real estate broker in the local area. I uh, help people buy, sell, invest, and rent real estate. And I have some, you know, MCTV credentials yeah, yes, here, too. Yes, we were, I, want to get, good. I want to get into that right off the bat. So good. This is not your first time on MCTV. I love what you've done with this, this place. This is your first, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> this is the first time in the new place, but you are a... For the first, you know, maybe year, summer or two that I was here back in 2008, 2009, you were producing a show. So, <laughs> and we were just talking about it because it's one of my favorite memories. So talk about that show. The public access TV show. Uh, the, the tapes are somewhere. No, you told me you burned the tapes, I think. I threw uh, a lot of tape. It was I called Fahrenheit 781. It was a public access uh, hit, I would say. It was. I would say it was a hit. And I think we were probably most famous for... Uh, the Dairy Challenge, right? It was a live show where we'd take calls and everything. And uh, before the show would start, we would have people um, begin drinking a gallon of milk on the side to, of the panel. And then inevitably, before the end of the, the hour-long live broadcast, they would be throwing up into buckets yes. <laughs> live on the air. This is groundbreaking stuff. Yes, it was. Really groundbreaking yeah. You guys stuff. would come in an hour or so ahead of time and line the entire old studio with, like, trash bag liners. Yeah, it's funny, like, I, I kind of wonder, you know, in my professional life, like, I, I feel like I'm I'm trying to overcome, that's, like, my Marshfield <laughs> reputation. Yeah. It's, like, the guy that on guy. TV with the guys puking, but that was 15 years ago, you're, for the record. You're so. that guy at the reunions that people are like, oh, my God, he's grown up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that's true, but I'll, well, I'll take you're it. You're here so. now, so, like, yeah. there is, you, you've hit a level of success if you've come on Let's Talk Business. That yeah, it's like, that's good. You know, when you're recommended by people to come on the show, then, <laughs> like, people that I trust, then we're, we're in good shape. That's important. And, and honestly, if I can say, like, it has changed so much around yeah. here. You've done an amazing job. I, I can't believe just what a different, you know, walking in the front door, how different it was when we both know it was like, you know, sort of a... Uh, it was the wild west. Lower, yeah, yeah, it was the wild west. Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, we've grown up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you've know, done we, an amazing we, job. You've done an amazing it's job. Not Marshfield's lucky to have you. I'm still here. I mean, yeah. but it doesn't look. Nothing's out of the 1980s. Yeah, so. exactly. So, jumping into today. So, what got you into the real estate business? Um, real estate always interested me. Right, actually, um, after college, I sort of did some like post-college floundering. Right, as one does. I, does. You know, worked in. You know, recruiting and human resources, um, didn't really, you know, like it, but yet, you know, kept sort of like, you know, climbing the like, you know, attempting to climb the, the corporate ladder. Yeah. And, and the only thing I knew for sure was that like my day to day, I absolutely hated it. So right. um, eventually just had a moment where I took a pay cut. I was like, real estate has always interested me. I didn't really know why. There's no explanation. My, you know, my dad's always worked in like high end lighting. I have some family in construction. There was like, you know, I have some family in real estate, you know. Uh, on the West Coast, and so, so it's kind it always of interested me. Yeah, yeah, it was always something like that. And then, you know, I kind of knew right away, even taking a pay cut, that like I liked the day to day. I really enjoyed learning about real estate, and there's so many different ways you can take it. So, so here I am. Yeah. So, what made you go into business for yourself and start Power Realty Advisors? Uh, I worked at a small brokerage in the Fenway area for years after I got my license, and um, 
it was always, yeah, I mean, it, you know, good company, but I think it was also, um, I guess, like the vision. You know, I've always just wanted to do my own thing, I think, mm-hmm. because you can sort of like steer your, your ship yeah. a certain way, you know, like sort of like changing times economically and everything. So I, um, I've always sort of wanted to have that ability to have like, you know, like my own sort of company culture and, you know, sort of company mission, you know what I mean? So I always liked the idea of like owning my own business. I always wanted to do that. Um, I think to call myself entrepreneurial would be like a little bit of a stretch. That seems like giving myself too much credit. Like I kind of just want to do my own thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So just tell us about the business, you know, you know, you know, when you started, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I started it in, I launched the business in December 2019, uh, and I was like, 2020's my year, <laughs> and then COVID, and then, you know, I'm just kind of looking around like, okay, how do we roll with the punches here? Um, and it ended up being like a good thing, because it's like, you know, these changing times in the real estate industry, um, and just in the, the, you know, the country, you know, if you can just be flexible, you know, and like I said, roll with the punches, you know, you, yeah. you, you kind of, uh, you know, end up learning, you know, different skills, different things. And, you know, ultimately it's, it's been fun. It's been stressful, but it's been fun. Right. So types of listings, any particular area of specialty or? Uh, I think my areas of specialty today would just be, um, well, I think probably just focusing on like, you know, I'm very competitive about like marketing campaigns and, you know, you know, video marketing for mm-hmm. homes and everything like that. Um, and then, you know, I think the real estate investing side, what was cool was I came from really rentals and okay. property management where I got to learn more about, like, real estate as an investment. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that was in the city, and now I'm more working in the suburbs. And I think that, you know, sort of separates me, you know, a little bit where I have, like, a lot of exposure to, real estate investing where maybe some other, you know, real estate brokers maybe, maybe don't, you know. Is a lot of it, like, is your target area, like, South Shore? Yeah, it's, it's just South Shore in Boston. Yeah, I still, so, and it's, and truth be told, like, to call myself an expert in every neighborhood in Boston would be wrong. Like, I know, I know Brookline, I know Fenway, I know, you know, Back Bay, right, uh, I know North End, kind of everything else. People ask me about Southie, I don't know it that well. You know, um, so there are just certain key neighborhoods that that I definitely know I would call myself an expert in. And then, you know, all towns, South Shore, Quincy down to Plymouth, um, that's the stuff that really on a, you know, daily basis I'm I'm studied up on and and I know like the back of my hand. Is it a mix of like residential, commercial, like residential? Residential for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that is one area where I've just kind of specifically stuck to residential. So, loaded question here. So, how has the business industry, whatever you want to call it, changed since you've been in it? I think COVID had a lot to do with the changes, you know. I think um, it's sort of two things. It would be uh, COVID and sort of the, um, you know, turn toward like more, you know, internet virtual tours, stuff like that, right? Um, The sort of more cutting-edge marketing, right? Doing a lot of more creative you know, approaches just when it comes to showings like, you know, FaceTime calls and, you know, video, all that stuff. Um, that's different, right? And, and buyers have uh, had to be flexible with all that. Other than that, I think it would really be the constraints on supply since I got my real estate license have only become like harder and harder. And I think that's the thing I'm most focused on today is like, you know, it's really hard. Like 
buying up your first home today is like such an accomplishment. It really is because, um, you know, the odds sort of aren't in your favor, you know, um, especially in these like highly desirable markets. So uh, that's, that's a big part of it today. It's interesting you talked about like FaceTime and stuff like that because I was yeah. talking with a, a realtor recently and about a younger audience, younger buyers and how they're, how different they are. Oh, yeah. Where it's so app focused and Zoom meetings and stuff like that. So yeah. just talk about that, like how it's changed, especially with like younger buyers and how they're more tech savvy. Yeah, and I think, I think younger buyers deserve a ton of credit because I think the reputation is that they want like turnkey in the perfect location. They want, but like, Younger buyers, from what I've seen, um, you know, the first-time homebuyer, are, they're very flexible. They're not buying, like, perfect properties. They're really not. They're, they're buying everything knowing, like, you know, they can fix up certain things uh, over time. And um, I think the you know, younger generations, you know, especially the younger generation of home buyers, deserve, like, a lot of credit for just, you know, being flexible, you know, um, where it, it's really hard out there. I mean, again, I was looking at the, you know, this – I say this every week now, but I was looking at the available inventory in Marshfield a few days ago, and it was like three homes, you know, at one point. And I was like, this is <laughs> – something has to give, <laughs> yeah. you know, if people are going to uh, be able to buy homes in the future, you know, because we know the, the construction's not happening, happening right. the development's not happening. It, it, it's tough, so. It's, it's going to be challenging, especially because, like, you know, a lot of people who maybe millennials or whatever who live in the city after school or whatever are now – having families and want to come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the story today is um, rising interest rates, right? Like, that's, like, as of this morning, mm -hmm. right? It's, like, rates are now over 5%. And I'm talking to some of my clients who are first-time buyers where our conversation might as well be, like, see you down the road. You know, it really stinks. Really? Because, yeah, because they're, you know, getting priced out of their, you know, their, their target markets. And it's, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. Is there a favorite type of client that you enjoy working with more than others? I think most people in my job would say, like, anybody selling anything today is great because you are, um, you're, like, the only, you know, you're the only option, right? Yeah. You're the coolest person in town. You have a listing, you're the cool, everybody you wants to friends. be your friend. Yeah, everybody, you know, they want to buy you drinks. and um, But I think, like... So this is a little bit of spin for you, but I really do enjoy working with buyers, right? Buyers set the prices, ultimately. Buyers control the market. And I think what I've been telling people lately is, uh, you know, I'm bullish on home ownership in general. I mean, I have to be. I'm a real estate agent. You know, disclaimer, right? Looking at the camera. Um, but um, I think, you know, a year ago, right, everybody was jumping up and down, screaming. I'm sure you got some of the advertisements, like, it's the best time to sell. It, you know, so like your house. I actually did sell around this time. Yeah, last yeah, year. but you bought again. Yeah, so that's we, the we, we we sold we, yeah. we sold in March and bought in July. Yeah, so still like you're still you you're still in the market, right? Because I think my point I was gonna make is like if you sold a year ago right now, the market's up like 16 percent year over year. Mm -hmm. So like no mutual fund could have gotten you that return uh, and the value of like a home over the last year. So like if you sold a year ago, how did you reallocate that money? Right. And I and I think, um, you know, obviously I'm not expecting prices to continue on that trajectory. But I think that is really the pitch to buyers today. We're like, you know, it's an asset economy. Right. We got to get you in at some point. Right. We still want it to be like favorable. We want it to be um, a great long term solution home for you. But like I think 
you know, I think I still really like working with buyers today because I think that's uh, that end goal is, is very clear, you know. Yeah. What's the role of a broker? That's a phrase I hear in real estate. You're, you're someone's a broker. What, what is that? Yeah, it's it's sort of changing, right? It's um, it used to be just more of like I find the property for you. I think before before my time, like you know, uh, now it's so much like strategy, mm-hmm. um, you know, market knowledge, product knowledge. You know, uh, real estate uh, agents have a fiduciary duty. I don't know if you're you know familiar with that. Like you know, we that means we have like a sworn sacred right. responsibility, you know, to protect your, your financial interests. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's uh, sort of another definition, right? So it's really the way I see it is just, you know, an, an advisor for all, th- not a financial advisor, right? but like, you know, an advisor for all things, you know, yeah. real estate and housing related. Yeah. So is there a typical day for you? If so, what is it? Uh, it goes back and forth. Yeah. You, you can probably get the idea. It's some days are like totally frantic, mm-hmm. uh, uphill battle. Appointment to appointment, and then other days I'm, you know, I'm just sitting there, you know, drinking coffee, just pounding out emails, and you know, so it changes really day to day. You try to arrange it so that like all the all the driving is on one day yeah. rather than you know uh, constantly sort of a back and forth. Um, but no, it's it's really a great job. I'm you know I, I, I'm lucky. I, I have no complaints. Is there is it still that traditional like spring and summer busier than? Yeah, uh, or be, or as like the has like pandemic twenty twenty just wiped everything. You're so right. Where it's like that's just kind of constant. Like I was doing um, a video just the other day about bidding wars, and you know bid, it was like bidding wars are back. And then like when I finished doing the video, I was like, did bidding wars ever really go away? Like what no. am I what am I really saying? You know, um, I think really there's no seasonality to it now. I mean we know inventory. Will still improve in the spring, but it there's no really like good time to buy in our market. Not on the South Shore, right? Uh, maybe in the city you have some stuff where, um, you know, maybe in the fall and the winter it does get a little bit quieter. But in the suburbs, it's really just steady. It really is. You mentioned bidding wars and all that, and I was just flashing back to my experience of real estate. And I remember buying my house in '09 and being able to go to look at it maybe two or three times. Yeah. Now, like when we looking, we're looking for a new place. It was, hey, open house is Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> yeah. and uh, bid, and no, you know, bids are due either Sunday at eight o'clock <laughs> or, or ten or ten a.m. Monday morning. Yeah. So is it like the, so? Is it like the speed like? The speed of everything has changed dramatically. Oh, it's crazy. Like, like they're still bidding, but it's just like it's just become immensely condensed. Yeah, it's so hard, and it's it's really more of like an auction format sometimes it feels like. Like yeah. it, you know, it's it's sometimes like you're – it's like a game of chicken, mm-hmm. you know. It's like you're, you're – and that's the weird thing about the fiduciary duty, which it, I, I try to explain to people where it's like, you know, it's not as simple as I just tell everybody to come in like 50 grand over, right? Like I'm – I have to like look out for – their financial interest, right? So how do you walk the line of like, I want you to get the house, but I don't want you to way overpay for it, right? You know, like that's that's sort of my role here. Yeah. So it's so much sort of strategy involved. Are there things um, you, are there things you can do to make like an offer stand out even if it's not the highest offer? There there are right. So it's you know sometimes it's terms, right? Sometimes it's just a personal connection, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the seller or the seller's agent, right? I I do a lot of schmoozing, John. I like I every I I you know every opportunity to even like check out who 
you know, who the owner is selling the house and stuff, just to be like, I wonder if we have any mutual friends or anything. Like, yeah, that's... You have to find those edges, you know, and mm-hmm. then other than that, I mean, I think your broker, right, the person in my position matters a lot too because, um, you know, good business is done a certain way and, you know, you want to be that person that people want to work right. with. You want to be someone who will make the process easy on everybody. Um, yeah, the person who, you know, sits in the buyer's agent, you know, position, they, they, are, they matter a lot, you know. So what separates you from other realtors? I mean, go to an event or something like that, yeah. you throw a bottle and hit five or six realtors. Yeah. What, sep- what separates you from That's others? That's true. That's true. Uh, it's No, it's a really good question. I would say um, there are probably – Two things. There are a lot of great real estate agents. Can I do another disclaimer? You, you can. You can. There are a lot of great real estate agents out there. I'm not knocking anybody, um, and there really are, right? Especially you know in our in our local market. I think um, what would separate me, I think, would be a couple things. Media marketing is is one, right? Where uh, I mentioned like the the video marketing I'm doing now, and, and that's been really cool, and I feel like it's you know ahead of the curve and unique. Um, I think. A lot of great, you know, higher-end real estate agents have, you know, market knowledge and product knowledge. And, you know, I would consider myself on par with the best of them. I think probably the biggest thing in our local market is I really understand real estate as an investment, right? Not just, you know, real estate investing and rentals and all that, which I do. Um, and, I, and I do think I have a leg up on the game in that and, and, you know, recognizing and evaluating those opportunities. But just understanding, you know, economically real estate as an investment, um, you know, especially for, um, you know, this younger generation of buyers, right, people around. I'm 34. That's now the average age of the first-time home buyer. Okay. Um, and so I, I really sort of, like, understand, you know, the, the struggles that go with that. Um, and then – really the end financial goals that we're, that we're going for. So what's something that people need to know to make sure they have a great experience working with you? Uh, I think they should know, I'll be honest, and I might talk them out of a house. I might, you know, there are, at the starter home level today, there are a lot of, there are a lot of duds. <laughs> you know, like you can kind of, you know, it, it, in Marshfield, right, I mean, you could <laughs> anything would sell for 400 grand today. Anything, a shoebox, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, to really like figure out what your clients are are looking for and like aligning their goals with the, you know the purchase and, and looking out and saying like no this there's a difference between like a fixer upper and like a full blown money pit, you know. And, and I think uh, I think people should just know I'm going to be pretty direct on that stuff, right. you know. And and Sometimes, you know, you can yes people to death in, in this business too, you know, and somebody will say like, can you, do you think, you know, we can find a house in this neighborhood for 700 or something? And sometimes the answer is no, you know, so it, especially today when prices are going mm-hmm. through the roof, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned marketing and whatnot and whatnot. And, you know, I went on your website and there's a lot of educational information. So just talk about that. Yeah, that's a direct result of COVID, right? And uh, and a direct result of my pre- past experience on Fahrenheit 781. Yes, it is. You know, in front of the camera. Um, no, it's uh, COVID was sort of a, a weird time. I had just launched the business, and you know, I didn't have you know any video content, YouTube channel, anything like that. And I just started, you know, as we were kind of sitting there, um, 
you know, figuring out how to approach the real estate profession, I just started putting together these, you know, eight, you know, eight to twelve minute uh, real estate educational videos, and and now I'm trying to do them every week, uh, just tackling different topics. So some of them are more. Um, you know, I'm just putting this out there for my clients later, right? Like stuff about like condo questionnaires, right? Like who's looking that stuff up? That's not a sexy topic, you know, like condo questionnaires uh, and, and, you know, what do you do? How do you renegotiate after a home is be- Like nobody's looking that up on a daily basis, but it's there for my clients right. if they ever need it, right? Um, or anybody if right. they ever need it. And then sometimes it is more like what's the news of the day? What's like an interesting topic? Let me give you my thoughts, you know. Yeah. yeah. How can I help, it's, you know? It's interesting that. because I have, a, I have a friend who, you know, owns his own business, and he said, like, I spend more time doing marketing than I actually do on the actual business aspects that I'm actually trained and, you know, yeah. licensed to do. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I have to pick out topics now, and I'll record, like, three videos at a time just purely for that time management part of it, you know, where it's like, okay, I know I want to talk about this. We should have something like this for our clients later, right? So, like, I might as well – I just hit something on my – sorry. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, stuff like that, like kind of the, the bulk recording yeah. part of it helps because you can sink a lot of time into it. The editing takes me – I'm an yeah. idiot when it comes to the editing. <laughs> yeah. Has there been a, a favorite transaction or memorable one? Uh, I did a flip a few years ago on Beacon Street. Flipped uh, with two partners. Um, we flipped a condo on – Beacon Street is a studio, uh, you know, sort of a long story, uh, sort of a distressed property, um, and we, we knew the owner. I, I was a condo manager for the building, and he just kind of walked in the door and said, like, hey, you know, I'm selling this condo. Um, my financial advisor says I need to sell it right away. And we immediately launched a conversation about, like, listing it, but he was like, no, like, I, I need to sell it. Like, do you want it, you know? And uh, that sort of just launched into, like, a quick you know, three months, it was highly successful, um, you know, and yeah, that was, that was probably the most interesting, because it was a crash course from the investor seat, right, you right. know, the, the returns, you know, how, how you can really make your money work for you, it was, right. it was pretty cool. Hmm. Is there a transaction you want to do, but you haven't done yet? There are a lot of those. <laughs> uh, I think more stuff on the higher end here in Marshall, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was raised in Marshfield, you know, you know this, right? I went to Marshfield High Mm -hmm. for some reason, and I live in Marshfield now, and I still work more in, like, Hingham and Pembroke, you know, than I I really, I think part of it is just, like, there's just nothing coming on the market in Marshfield. Yeah, there is. But I always look at, like, you know, we'll be driving through, you know, Arrowhead in Marshfield, and, like, I've never sold anything there, and I'm like, I gotta sell something up here. Like, I got, you know, uh, there's a lot of that, and then... Um, one sort of fun uh, version of that in my head, I've always had, like, a goal of selling a house on Jerusalem Road in Cohasset. I guess just gr- growing up, like, um, that I, I've always kind of thought of that as, like, that's, you know, that's sort of, yep, you know, the neighborhood around here. Just And, mm-hmm. and I always thought that would be, like, a cool sort of, you know, personal pride. Like, I've, I've made it as a, as a listing broker yeah. uh, in, in, on the South Shore if I listed something over there. So, yeah. So, Business is all about partners, especially in your field. So who are the best partners for you? Um, other than MCTV. Um, no, I would in say, reality. Yeah, in reality. Yeah. In reality. Uh, I mean, a lot of times. Because there's, there's such a sphere of yeah, influence there. There definitely is. Um, you know, lenders and attorneys um, are, are big, you know, referral partners for me. 
where um, you know those relationships are important. I think looking forward, I think you know we're going through a period where like new construction is going to be so important. You know, we we need more houses. Gotcha. Yeah. We need more houses. You know, we need to like. You know, we need to ease up the constraints on building and everything. And, I'm, you know, I'd really like to um, create more of a network just in the construction industry, you know, um, you know, general contractors and, and really build out our, our vendor list there um, w- would be really interesting. Yeah. On the home stretch here. So on the home stretch. what's the best piece of advice you've been given from a business perspective? Under promise, over deliver. Those are the, that's the best one. Um, yeah, under promise, over deliver. And like I was saying, and I might be repeating myself, but like you can, you can make the huge error of just yesing people to death Mm -hmm. in my position, you know, of just, you know, you need to manage expectations and then you need to take the opportunity on the other side to like go above, go above and beyond those expectations. So it's, it, that's, that's sort of a balance. That's sort of a trick to this job that, um, that's the key. If you could jump in the chi- time machine to the start of your career, what would you tell yourself? Start of my uh, MCTV career, I would no, say you're, you're stop saying so many bad things on the air. <laughs> you no. behaved. You guys, you guys. We were good. Here. We were good. You know. Uh, you, guys knew, you guys knew where the line was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We have like one tape of an episode that I'm like, this can never go out there ever. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I have that it's like. Yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. It like wouldn't go over that well. You know what I mean? I don't but even show my wife it. Yeah. Times have changed. Times yeah. have changed. Correct. Um. But if I could hop in a time machine to when I started my career in real estate, yeah. I think it would be uh, just try to, like, enjoy the process a little bit more. You know, you, anybody can, I think, relate to that of just, like, you don't have to get so, like, stressed about the stuff you can't control. Like, I, I still don't I'm, – I'm a control freak. Hmm. And I still don't, like, fully accept that I'm just at the whim of the market sometimes. You know, like, the market's just going to go this way or that way. And, like, I have to, I have to roll with it. Instead, I sit there complaining about like what's unfair to my clients who are first-time buyers. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't like picture you a control freak. It's funny. Really? No. Yeah, you should ask my wife about that. <laughs> it's. Uh, I think she'd be like, "You are so uptight over this work stuff." You know? Um, it's. It's true. Yeah. It's. It, I can be a, a bit of a control freak, and that's. Um, that's definitely like, looking back, I think, you know. You waste a lot of time kind of like, you know, worrying and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, brooding on stuff in this industry. Just sitting there waiting to, like, get an offer declined, you know what I mean? Instead of being like, it is what it is, (laughs) you know. Um, I think that's that's still sort of my problem today, but working on it. And last but not least, if there's, you know, is is there a way that people can find out more about you and Powell Realty Advisors? Yeah. can email me anytime, Craig at PowerRealtyBoston.com. Uh, but check out the, the YouTube channel. Maybe you'll find something on there that um, you know is valuable to you. Um, basically, the idea with any of those videos is like, hopefully, this is valuable to somebody somewhere, right? Hopefully, it will it will find them organically. Um, so I think that would be it. Yeah, check out the YouTube channel. I'm trying to uh, put more into it soon, and um, you know just. Right now, I'm talking a lot about like you know millennial home buyers and sort of like the the situation of uh, you know winning these bidding wars. Right? That's I tell you, like that's that's one that that I'm working on now. It's like how do we get you to win in a bidding war? How do we get you to stand out? You know, right. So stuff like that. 
Craig, thanks so much. It was fun kind of going down memory lane a little bit here. As thank well. you for having me. This yeah, is amazing. Super enjoyable. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And again, amazing stuff you've done here. Um, you know, keep up the, the amazing work. You're awesome.